0: Welcome to another episode of the Compounding Center Connections. We talk to our partnered um, healthcare practitioners um, on these podcasts and recordings um, about different healthcare conditions. I'm your host, Megan Kilcary. I'm one of the pharmacists here at the Compounding Center in Leesburg. Um, Our guest for today is um, Mr. Jim Paoletti. Um, He is a pharmacist, a um, consultant. He has over 30 years experience, actually over 40 years experience in bioidentical replacement uh, hormone therapy, um, in clinical practice as a consultant and as an educator. Um, Today, we're going to talk to Jim about adrenal dysfunction um, and ways to treat it. Um, So Jim, thanks again for joining us. Jim's one of our Um, trusted partners here at the Compounding Center who does consultations for us. And uh, so give us a little bit about uh, your background. Tell us about yourself.
1: Well, first, Megan, thanks for asking me to talk about one of my favorite subjects. The first presentation I did for the Compounding Center way back was adrenals. So Mm -hmm. good to get back to that. Um, I am graduated as a pharmacist. I don't call myself a pharmacist anymore because if you call yourself a pharmacist, people especially know about medications. I haven't dispensed Medications for over 20 years. Mm -hmm. But I have been involved with functional medicine. I am an advanced fellow in functional medicine. um, So I've referred myself now as a functional medicine clinician. Um, Mm -hmm. If you ask me pharmacy questions on some of the newer drugs, I may have to look it up. Yeah. But I've been working with hormones, like you said, 40 years. Uh, That is my passion. Um, Whether it's educating practitioners on how to do this, whether it's helping patients get by their symptoms, and establish a good, safe, beneficial hormone replacement program that's going to help protect their system as they get older. That's just, that's what I do from day to day. And yeah. adrenal is a big part of it.
0: it is. Yeah, I, I can attest to that. Jim has helped um, thousands of patients over the years, if not more, tens of thousands of patients over the years, um, you know, on their journey to health and wellness and to, feeling better. So he is um, an invaluable asset um, to us here at the compounding center. And and we really enjoy um, working with him and and he's um, been fantastic for our patients here. So we'll talk a little bit more at the end about how to get in touch with um, Jim or us here at the compounding center if if, uh, you're interested in um, doing consultations with him. But let's get started. We are talking about adrenal dysfunction. So um, you know, when you read through the list of adrenal fatigue, uh, most people are going to be waving their hands in the air, jumping up and down saying, that's me, that's me. Um, so talk to me a little bit about, um, you know, the functions of the adrenals and, and why, you know, probably 90% of us out here today are in what we call adrenal fatigue.
1: Okay. Well, the function of the adrenals, if I could put it quite simply, they help us handle everything.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, One example is is when we're younger, college age, we can pull all-nighters, okay? And we can actually go to class the next day and probably stay awake. Um, When we hit 50, there's not that many of us that could even pull an all-nighter, and if we do, it's gonna take us a week. That lack of resiliency of the adrenal glands. Um, But they help us handle not only stress, but physical, emotional, everything, okay? the reason so many people have problems, in my opinion, is really our adrenal glands weren't made last for more than about 50 years. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the average age of women dying less than a century ago, it was 49. Mm-hmm. So, what we do is we stress out our adrenals. That's the other problem. The reason why everybody has problems, look at our lifestyle. Right. Okay. We are go, go, go. I mean, you. Take a cell phone away from a 20-year-old for 15 minutes. Yeah. Because okay, you go, go, go. Constant input to the mind, okay? A know nothing to balance the stressors we do have in our life. I always say if we wanted to lessen the effects we have on adrenals today, we should go back to the old European wave. You know, let's shut the entire world down, every business out there for an hour and a half to two hours at lunch. We're all going to go home. We're going to have a lunch. We're going to talk with our loved ones. We're going to take a little siesta. And nobody, you can't go to the post office, grocery store, or nothing. What, what is that? They're compensating for the stress of their lives by just taking a couple <clears throat> of relaxing. That's not going to happen. So you're going to see more and more adrenal dysfunction in patients as this time goes on. It's not going to let up, and that's why we have so many problems. It's just the constant state of go go go, which is a mild stressor state that so many people are under continuously.
0: Right, that constant state of stimulation, and and the adrenals are being constantly stimulated, and over time they burn out. So, uh, you know, you've you've addressed why we have issues. A lot of it is just our, you know, our society, and then the way you know we're currently living right now. Um, and so, obviously, one of the biggest things for people to do is to try to de stress. Right. Um, you know, how do we do that? What, what are some of the things that you tell patients? What do you recommend to people uh, to do a little bit here?
1: Well, okay, when, when, when you look at the problem, we're stressed every day. And people want to compensate for that by taking an occasional day off. I had a gentleman one time, I asked him, what do you do to, to balance the stressors in your life? Um, and he says, I ride my bicycle. I said, okay, how often do you ride? He said, and he kind of has said, when was the last time you rode? He said, can't remember if it was two weekends ago or three weekends ago. I rode for several hours on a Saturday. I said, dude, you're stressed seven days a week. And you think riding a bicycle once every three weeks is going to compensate for that? Right. The first thing I tell people is, look, there are changes that go place, uh, place in your mind when you are under stress chronically. And one of them is your stress reaction is intensified. So what happens over time is chronic stress leads to an increased stress response. What the patient perceives as a mild stressor, the signal going down the adrenal glands is that of a moderate or severe stressor. Mm-hmm. So one of the things you have to do is if you wanna recover your adrenal health and function and stay that way, is you have to teach your brain to chill out. So I go through way how to do compensation techniques on a regular basis and how long they have to do it, et cetera. Specific with each patient, on how to get your brain to chill out and stop processing stress that way. At the same time, we're going to use things like nutritional supplements, adaptogens, because they work, uh, the brain sends a message to the adrenals down what's called the HPA axis, hippocampus mm-hmm. adrenals. The adaptogens, adrenal adaptogens work on that HPA axis to blunt the message. So while we teach your brain to stop sending such an overrated, too hyped up message that you're stressed, we'll blunt it. Mm-hmm. We'll just dampen that signal. So those two are two of the most important things. There are other nutritional supplements, the adrenals, a lot of nutrition, depending upon what stage you're at, how low your cortisol is, et cetera. Um, you're gonna to need to replenish those vitamins and minerals. And and that the great thing about doing that, when you do that, you get energy back.
0: Yeah. Talk to me about diagnosing um, patients in adrenal dysfunction. I, I'm sure, Uh, with your extensive background, you are probably able to do it without any laboratory uh, findings at this point in your career. You're able to just talk to somebody or look at somebody and tell that they're in adrenal dysfunction, I'm sure at this point. Um, But as far as talk to me a little bit about uh, diagnosing someone and testing involved in that.
1: There are actually several things you have to put together. And you're right. I appreciate your comments. I can much look at a health questionnaire and tell where there's a problem and most of the time I can can treat at least part of it uh, without any testing but I really would like to see a cortisol pattern and a couple other things and here's why I start with symptoms I ask myself does this patient have symptoms of high cortisol weight (laughs) sleep disturbances etc etc I look at all the and then I also ask does this person have symptoms of low cortisol cravings for sweets, craving for sugar, low energy, et cetera, et cetera. Or does this patient have both? Which Mm -hmm. can happen, and that's part of my job is explain to a patient why you have symptoms of both. That's one. Two, you want to look at your cortisol pattern throughout the day. You can have a perfectly normal morning cortisol. You can go flatline the rest of the day and have none, or you can go high the rest of the day. You can have a perfectly normal morning and night. And you can be flat like or high. I need to know whether you're high or low throughout the day. Okay, so I do a four-point saliva cortisol and get it, you know, in the morning, noon, evening, and night. That gives mm. a great picture of what your cortisol output and potential output is. So I put that together with symptoms. And then you also have to look at DHEA and testosterone. Well, I won't go into complications, but under different stages of stress, your DHEA and testosterone are elevated. And then they go down. Mm-hmm. If the DHA is made 100% your adrenal glands. And a woman, if you're still cycling, guess where 50% of your testosterone comes from? Your adrenal glands. Or I'm mm-hmm. sorry, 25%. When you're no longer cycling, 50%. So I, I need to. I sit down. I look at your symptoms, your cortisol pattern, your testosterone, your DHA, and I say, here's where you are on your adrenal function, and here's how we fix it.
0: Right. Um. Real quick, I know you touched on some of those symptoms, but um, real quick, tell our listeners and our viewers, what are probably the, the most common um, symptoms of adrenal dysfunction in people?
1: Initially, weight gain in the hips, or I always get this mixed up, high cortisol puts on weight in one place, hips or, or waist, and low cortisol puts it in the other. I always get, it confi- I never remember which is which. So you go from high to low, you're going to add weight again in another spot. So it's just a great, right. uh, just moving. The uh, so <laughs> weight gain, decrease libido yeah. the number one influence in libido is not testosterone no it's cortisol in fact every endocrine hormone affects every other endocrine, endocrine hormone but if you want one master switch it's cortisol
0: mm-hmm. so
1: it's going to interfere with your estrogen working high cortisol will cause hot flashes because mm-hmm. the estrogen can't work um it'll cause sleep disturbances because your cortisol is going up at night i'm sorry that's your stimulant hormone that's what shoots up in the morning to get you mentally and physically going. And then it goes down gradually during the day, well, pretty quickly in the morning, but then through the rest of the day, gradually goes down to where it's low enough, you can actually get to sleep. Well, if you have an <laughs> abnormal cortisol powder problem, it's always going to interfere with sleep. Um, those are problems that come. The other one is symptoms of low thyroid, okay? Cold body temperature, headaches, depression, uh, weight gain, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, because High cortisol and low cortisol both interfere with thyroid function.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So your symptoms just, you can go through this whole symptom list that we give out. Cortisol can be related to every one of them. But probably the top three for most women that see initially is weight gain, decreased libido, and sleep issues. Mm-hmm. And then secondary to that is all these thyroid functions. When you get low, the chief complaint, fatigue. Again, right. no libido. Low cortisol decreases libido, just like high cortisol does. So, low libido, no sex drive. Um, low thyroid function again, uh, but fatigue's a big one when your cortisol starts dropping down low.
0: Sure, and I know you touched on as far as you know testing. Um, it's important to do multiple test points throughout the day um, because there's lots of different profiles that you see in patients in terms of you know, when it's high, when it's low and, and um, you know, and based off of the symptoms that they're experiencing throughout the day. So um, I know, you know, you're not a, you're a fan of of multiple test points, not just that one morning cortisol. That's not going to give you an accurate picture.
1: Correct. When I teach his class on adrenals, I will show different uh, cortisol outputs throughout the day that I've seen. Uh, that's 20 minutes just to go through all the here's all the possibilities I've seen. It 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 varies so much with the individual where right. the stressors are during the day and everything. And that's what you need to find too when you do the console is where what are your stressors, what time of day and night do they occur. And then you match that up with the cortisol output to figure out how to fix this patient best. When you're gonna dose the adaptogens, how much you're gonna dose, et cetera. I, I you can individualize adrenal treatments uh, quite easily when you get the full picture of information.
0: Right, right. Um, so lead us into a little bit about the, the treatment. Obviously we touched briefly on, you know, the, the stressors in our environment that, um, cause stimulation and will cause the adrenals to, you know, burn out, um, over time. So obviously I know you recommend lifestyle changes. That's huge. Um, what, what other things, um, do you, are you recommending for your patients?
1: Well, I usually explain these things in full as the consult, but to summarize, number one, avoid what stressors you can.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Maybe people that are putting negative influence and stress on you that you don't need to be dealing with. Um, there may be situations you can avoid. Uh, we can't avoid all our stressors, but you, you try to avoid the ones. Two, we're going to change your stress response. We're going to get your brain to stop overreacting to stress. We're going to blunt it in the meantime with adaptogens. We're going to replace your minerals and vitamins. And I I have several different ways of doing that depends upon where that person is on fatigue, et cetera. Uh, But usually an adrenal vitamin of some kind, throw in some little Celtic sea salt in there for quicker recovery. (laughs) And then you're talking about things like how important is water? Here's how much water you got to take in. did, Did you know dehydration is a stress trigger? Oh, no. Yes. So everybody out there should be taking their weight in pounds. Mm -hmm. and that's how much water you should be taking every day for adequate normal rehydration Mm of course you add a little bit to that if you're adrenally dysfunctional um but protein's important to the adrenals Mm -hmm. throughout the day basis we go we do all that then you have to deal with the individual um problems or issues that that patient is having due to adrenal dysfunction like sleep Mm -hmm. i i I, I, it's You know, it's going to take a little time, a month or two, to get this cortisol output regulated. I need you to sleep better sooner than that. So we're going to look at natural approaches to increase your sleep. I'm going to look at what your patterns are at home, how you sleep, how you set up the bedroom. We're going to talk about changing the environment. We're going to talk about that patient-specific sleep pattern. Trouble (laughs) falling asleep, waking up, when they're waking up. We'll do everything from a protein snack at bedtime to trying some natural things. Um, if need to we'll do a neurotransmitter evaluation and and, and there is a one available at no cost that does limited uh, limited evaluation but i one of my goals with every patient is if they're not asleep well I need to them to sleep and that's part right. of the, part of the adrenal problem issue you're always going to see it when you have adrenal dysfunction so you're going to work on that and then on an individual basis what other problems they have is if weight's a major concern mm-hmm. they want to wait two months for their Adrenal regulation to be better off to address weight. So I'll talk right. to them about, hey, here's some lifestyle things, here's some nutritional things. If they're developing the insulin resistance, which often follows adrenal dysfunction, mm-hmm. um, that's adrenal insulin resistance. A little bit different. Give me a fasting insulin and a fasting glucose. Forget this hemoglobin and all that stuff. I'll tell you if you have insulin resistance developing in your body. Mm-hmm. But that's part of the adrenal uh, adrenal issue. So I will address things we can do: lifestyle, dietary uh, movement and nutritional supplements that can decrease the problems you have with insulin resistance. It's all tied into the adrenals where yeah. you know, how far it goes, that comes to the individual. That's why I have, why I get the information on the health questionnaire and the test ahead of time. So I'm not treating generalities. I'm mm-hmm. treating a specific person.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. I, I always tell uh, patients that come into us, you know, how, you know, it's not just adrenals or it's not just hormones or it's not just thyroid, you know, these are all, you know, tied in together and you can't fix one without fixing the other ones, you know? Um, so, you know, sometimes people will come in and they'll think, oh, I, I just need hormones and I'm going to feel better. And, you know, to your point, no, we got to look at adrenals and, and, you know, other things too, because, if we forget to look at those and forget to fix those, we're never going to get your hormones where they need to be either. Everything our, our bodies are these amazing systems where everything is just tied in um, you know to each other. so it's it's a, a, a complex uh, set of processes to you know to fix and and to your credit, like you said earlier, it's not something that we're going to fix overnight either so, It's always important to encourage the patients to stick with it, you know.
1: That's why we do our follow-ups. When you Mm -hmm. do a consultation with me, you are going to get follow-ups. And when it's adrenal, we might be working together for several months. um, Right. Because that's just what it takes sometimes. But I always tell patients, once you sign up with me, you're stuck with me now because I'm going to get you better. I don't care how long it takes.
0: Right, right. You, people, uh, we don't get sick overnight. So unfortunately, we don't also get better overnight either. So it, it exactly. takes time. It takes time. So, um, well, Jim, thanks so much for, uh, I know this was really just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to adrenals. And, you know, when you do your consultations with patients, you know, you really delve in with them, you know, deeply and, and thoroughly. Um, so, but thanks for just kind of giving us that 30,000 foot view of, of adrenals Um, and, uh, if anyone is interested in, in reaching out, um, to us here at the compounding center or in reaching out to Jim for a consultation process, um, check at the end of our, our talk here today, and and we'll give you, um, the information on, on how to reach out to us if if you're interested in in either one of those things. And so thank you for, um, tuning into us today and listening to this podcast and thanks again to Jim for your invaluable insight into this. Um, And uh, as always, we look forward to uh, seeing you next time. So thanks again, Jim. Thanks, Megan.